0: You're listening to the Storytime Podcast. Storytime Podcast. Thank you, Eugene Gold, for hopping on to today's podcast. We're going to talk about how to succeed as a business owner, what it takes, some tips and tactics that Eugene can give us, and everything really that matters to succeed as an entrepreneur or as a business owner. Um, just so you guys know who Eugene is, he's, he mentioned this. He's still in his 30s. I wouldn't say he's a day past 25. And he's the author of the book, Finding the American Dream, a successful entrepreneur, executive mentor, speaker who teaches creative marketing, business development techniques, and thought leadership to up and coming millennial entrepreneurs. Um, and we're really excited to have you in the studio today, Eugene. Um, Thank you for Eugene, having me. Yeah, you got it. And just to start us off, so this, this question is always interesting and I love to hear it because, Eugene, actually, if you want to give some background of like, who you are, what you've accomplished. And I think that
1: will give a good way into
0: podcasts and a question that I have for you.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. Pretty much immigrated to the United States when I was 13, 14 with my mother. Attended high school, graduated high school in three years, went to my bachelor's degree, got it in a year and a half, then got my master's in six months. Afterwards was working nine to five, just like everyone else, only to realize that I'm actually like making less money than when I was working in high school because the student debt kicked in and everything else, right? So I'm like, this is not the life, you know. You gotta, there has to be an alternative way. And when on Wall Street, I uh, got to know a couple of mentors at that time for myself as well, um, talking about them. Um, in my book as well they showed me um sales they uh, they explained how everything's pretty much working and uh, hustled since that moment and you know set up the vision and build a company when first initially started uh it was horrible it was it was uh, you wear multiple hats right you're a cleaning lady you're a marketer you're a sales rep you are pretty much everything that you need to be right and in three years uh, the company grew by Uh, 4,400%, we went from 100,000 to about 6.7 million in annual revenue, hit the Entrepreneur, hit the Inc. 500, most fast-growing private companies, did the same thing the following year, did the same thing the year afterwards, Uh, and at that point, pretty much got the contract for the book, speaking opportunities and so forth and so on. So that's in a nutshell, I guess.
0: He's the man. Okay. Dang. Thanks, Eugene. So really, when you talked about the nine-to-five and you realizing there's something better this is an awesome question that gets asked a lot. Like, What is your why? And what I mean by that is like, why do you want to be successful? Or why do you did you want to start your own business? And maybe those are two separate questions. But if you could walk us through that, because I think one thing that business owners do is they're like, yeah, I want to start a business, but they don't know why <laughs> they want to do it. It's like, then what's the purpose of doing it? You know what I mean? So, I'm right. like to hear you in right.
1: so let's look at it this way, right? So I guess you had too many, a, a lot of questions. Right here, so I'm going to try to go one by one yeah. Um, yeah. initially, initially you kind of, you kind of looking at it. And, uh, you know, you, you, you on Instagram and you're seeing this lavish life and, uh, you understand half of it is fake hundred percent, you know, like mm-hmm. they, they rented the lambos and, and so forth and so on. Right. But no one is telling you how to get there. I mean, the only advice that you're receiving is probably from your peers, from like, uh, your parents it's like, oh, well you should go to school. And at this point you kind of realize, I'm like, you're not going to take an advice from a fat neighbor, how to get a six pack. Right. So it's like, it's like, why would you take an advice from a person who drives a Toyota, how to get a Lambo? Right. So it's like, it's like. There has to be something that they're not realizing. You have to go in and you have to hang out with people in that circle, in that niche, and, uh, they're going to be telling you a completely different story. Right. So you are the average of your five friends. Right. So pretty much I start surrounding myself with, uh, millionaires, with uh, successful people, and they're pretty much all over the place. Uh, you can find them everywhere. Uh, you sure. can, um, you can read the books that have been written by successful people, you can find them on YouTube. You can find them on, Irups. uh, you can, uh, direct message to pretty much anyone this day right so um you surround it you ask the questions you hustle you work and i figured that there has to be a new way i mean i tried the traditional way right it didn't work uh, yeah. everything that people have said uh, it's i'm actually end up being in more depth than uh, making more money right so i was pretty much on the path to find this new this new weight over the success and success is defined differently for every single person right a person yeah. graduating from ha- from college uh, that was is her goal, then they're successful, right? If they did it. Yep. So I um, defined my own success, my own values of what I pretty much uh, want to accomplish. Luckily for me, it was part of my passion because I needed to find a way that worked for me. And I just uh, jumped in it and I failed dramatically. Like, like It was nonstop failure uh, back yeah. and forth. And... Um, The idea is, uh, I believe that people are being trained at the current moment when they, you know, when they're being raised by their parents and when they're being raised by uh, by school, college, and so forth, is failure is bad, right? So... That's pretty much the phenomenon that a lot of people are looking at. It's like you you can't fail because you cannot be a C you know C minus. You can't get an F. But in real life, it's different, uh, right? You need to fail in order to learn from it. Because if you fail, there is only two uh, opportunities. You either gonna if you try, you are either gonna succeed or you're gonna fail. In which case, you're gonna learn from it and you're gonna try again. So in my eyes, um, I like to fail. Another way of saying it, failing it forward, right? I imagine myself like. Yeah. Um, putting, putting this white lab coat of a crazy scientist. i like, Oh, let's try this way. Does it work? No. Okay. What did we learn from this? Let's try again. Right. And that's pretty much it. And just repeat, repeat, repeat. So,
0: so you right. mentioned, two, I wonder
1: if I answered your question. Yeah,
0: no, you, you did. And you mentioned two things that I really want to take away from that. So the first thing is like, we hear from our parents, um, or. I'm speaking from my point of view, uh, growing up and most people, when they grow up in like a, a poor family your parents usually say like, yeah, it's not worth it being rich or rich people are evil or whatever you might hear, right? And I think why people get scared of talking to like rich rich people, whatever that means, right? Or successful people is because they're scared they're going to be mean back to them. What piece of advice would you give someone? Even I'm wondering this too, like genuinely, like if I was going to reach out to a millionaire, how could I reach out to them where I'm still showing them respect, but they also are excited to give me that mentorship? And also are most successful people excited to give that mentorship? Like, what's your opinion on that?
1: Well, uh, let's look at it this way, right? So uh, a relationship, it's only it's always a two way street, correct? You definitely do not want to be on the aspect of only taking and not giving back. Right? The problem is a lot of people right now that think they want something or like, I want to be, you know, I want to do marketing. Well, marketing, what like? interior marketing design like, like what exactly have you have you defined that for yourself right uh, mm-hmm. or you just think or you heard or you read somewhere that it's great right or i want to do uh finances well what is it mergers and acquisition? acquisitions financial mm-hmm. uh, analysis for which industry because numbers work differently right so a lot of people they simply saying without actually knowing and they're speaking generally so you want to first a have a laser focused niche concentration How do you get that? Uh, It's fairly simple, right? You just go out and you try. Like, who knows? Maybe, you know, Devin, you're going to be the great architect. You don't even know that, right? But maybe you will be superb. I hope that you're passionate about it as well. And how do you find out if you're going to be good at it or if you're going to like it? It's by actually going and trying and doing this. Going in, picking up the internship trying it out. If you're good at it and you love it, the first step is to find what you're passionate about and what you enjoy, right? And what you're preferably good at and uh, something that pays well, <laughs> right? So yeah, right. it's something That's that awesome. people want, right? So once you identify it, the rest is easy. So let's say, for example, and this is an advice, I, I always tell a lot of uh, high school kids who approach me, say, well, you know what, how do I get this position? I'm like, look, you have two options at the current moment. You have option number one, right? Is to listen to your parents and go to college and, you know, get in debt and maybe have a chance to work for some kind of company. Most likely you're going to work in McDonald's. Or, right? Or take the money where your mouth is. If you literally say that you want to do investments, you want to become a stockbroker, right? Go in, find that stockbrokers on Wall Street, IG directly to them and say, hey, you know what? I want to be a stockbroker. I want to be mentored by you i've been stalking you like there is no tomorrow i'm very passionate about this industry i've done my research i specifically want to work for your firm uh and or the next firm you're going to open up i will work for you for four years instead of going to college and i will pay you forty thousand dollars a year just so i could work for you and make you more money now let's agree over here no mentor uh can say no to this kind of proposal right in all honesty no mentor will actually take the money they will feel the passion coming just through directly through the message right and at that case right i will pick up someone who's willing to give me 40 50 60 hours and i've done that before right i told them the whole business etc and afterwards people come in and they say hey you know what yeah well 3 years out uh, can you give me an offer i'm like 100% because i'm not being left any other option a person who worked for me for 2 3 years right uh for free or for a minimum wage learned an entire industry learned all my vendors learned all of my employees learned all of my softwares always performed above and beyond if i don't hire him my competition will yeah right so uh and over here it's kind of kind of guaranteed like you will get this experience and you will put it in your resume that you can perform because at the end of the day you know eq and the skills that you currently possess right is way more important than the goddamn art class that you took, you know, in order Indian history in college for three credits per semester.
0: Yeah, so it's, Eugene, what I love about you is you give it straight, man. And people are like, should I go to college? Should I not? And like Eugene just gave you guys some tips and tactics you can do. And Eugene, you kind of mentioned it, but like it's a two way street. So if you are gonna reach out to someone, how are they gonna benefit from it? But also I would say from my own experience, like, most of these successful people are super nice and willing. As long as it's that two-way street, like they will give you that advice, they'll give you that mentorship. Like Eugene, he has—he's a very busy man. He's taking a half an hour to be on this podcast. So he, there's no way, there's no reason for him to do it. He just wants to do it, right? He's such a new, super nice person. Of course, we'll give him content. But I think that's a huge tip, Eugene. So thank you for mentioning that. And no I think as business owners start out, you mentioned you fell and you fell and you fell again as a leader because you 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 own all these companies. What does it take from a leader aspect, or let's say the business owner, to make your employees feel like they can fail? Because what I see is like people say, "Yeah, you need to fail, you need to fail again," and then one of, then when one of their employees messes up, it's not the same scenario. They get mad or they get upset. How can you live that in your culture or your company where it is okay to fail as long as you're learning from it?
1: That's a great question. That is a very great question. Like I believe people go into two categories. There is leaders and there are followers right? Plain and simple. There is nothing wrong with being a follower. Nothing wrong, right? Pick the right leader. If you want to go ahead and work for, uh, I don't know, boring company, right? Or Tesla, mm-hmm. trust me, Elon Musk is not going to be there behind you supporting. There's going to be some kind of manager who just graduated from college or something else, right? Who's like, this is the numbers. And if he's not invested in your growth personally, professionally, and financially, that's not the leader you want to have. You understand? So, I personally advise a lot of people to go and work for the boutique companies where it's a very small team and they all work with one another and they're all assisting. So um, in my case, it's hard. It's painful. I'll be honest with you. Like when I have a new person and I'm training them and I know they're going to mess up. I know it. I look at it and I know it's about to cost me $15,000, $20,000, $40,000 mistake right in front. And I have to let them make this mistake so they would learn and they would grow from it, right? I obviously try to minimize the losses. I'm not that crazy. But um, at the end of the day, they have to learn from the mistake, so they will not be able to do it again, right? And you kind of let them experiment. You show them the way, like, this is the structure. But then again, you'll be surprised because as a leader, you usually manage multiple tasks and you cannot put 100% in, in one bucket, right? So you cannot always can find the most optimal solution because again, you're only spending like 10 hours on this, uh, hiring someone who's working 40, 50 hours on this, this person will most likely by experimenting, failing and trying new things, they will be able to find it. So I try to hire people that on a borderline of insanity, like they have to be so passionate. They're almost insane uh awesome. to give you an example right like if, if you hire yourself a copywriter that guy or girl they, they cannot sleep at night because they know they made a grammatical mistake somewhere like they, yeah. they they will wake up at three o'clock in the morning and they will go double check and same with coders right or if you hire yourself a reporter like that guy will go to the levels of like stalking with a camera somewhere outside like like this is how passionate because at the end of the day passion will actually trump all the hard work that you actually have In my honest opinion, I don't know why, it's always work like this, and mathematically, on my end, it has been proven, Uh, to give you an example. If you work at your job for 40 hours and you're getting paid, right, versus you have someone who's passionate, and when you're passionate, you don't pay attention to time. So most likely, you're putting 80 to 90 hours to this. That means you're gaining so much more experience and so much more tools and knowledge and understanding as well as the connections that a person who is on payroll simply cannot compete with you. Passion mm-hmm. is an unfair competitive advantage that people possess. I can teach you finances. I can give you tools. I can give you money. I can give you knowledge connections. The one thing I cannot give you is passion.
0: That's awesome. So you mentioned actually a bunch of golden nuggets out of there, man. But when you first started, you said you were are afraid, you knew they were going to make mistakes. So I think the key takeaways from this, guys, if you're a leader, know that your employees are going to make a mistake and be okay with that. Because what I tend to see is I, I sometimes, I've been in like businesses where it's multiple hundreds of people. And what I see a lot is like they try to explain everything in depth where they don't even give the person a chance to make a mistake. And then when they do make a mistake, they get really upset at them. And it's like, well, I think you're the same way. I would rather teach them the basics than make a mistake and they learn from it then trying to tell them exactly what to do. And then they're so in their head and so worried that they make the mistake anyways. And they don't worry learn about it because they're worried about the fear. Also, you mentioned as a leader as well, you need to pick passionate people. So guys, make sure you're picking people that are passionate, um, not just going paycheck to, for, for a paycheck, right? They're actually passionate about that subject. So that's huge because we're talking to business owners, Eugene, and like, for them to know these tactics, even though it's sometimes self-explanatory, you forget about it. So being reminded about it by someone like right. you is huge. Um, I
1: had the business owners come up to me and they're like, Eugene, how come like my people don't work? How come they don't push the most? Uh, they, yeah. they, they don't care. I'm like, of course, why should they? They don't own your business, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> they don't care. You hire them yeah. nine to five. They came here. They do the task at the minimum possible capacity and they get out, right? It's like, what did you do to excite them? So I, I strongly believe in um, uh, working with a lot of people who are on commission, who believe in the trade, uh, who yeah. believe in the task, and uh, you, you reward them with a, good, with a good job pretty much done, right? And it's definitely helped driven it. When people work as a team and when uh, you have the back office or support who picks up and you come in and like, hey, if we have no drop call ratios, and if you pick up on the first uh, call, An entire back office gets an extra, I don't know, $2,000 bonus, and you guys can spend it somewhere else, right? So it's have some kind of um, commission reward that they feel part of the team, so they would want to uh, be dedicated for this. Uh, I found that it's actually working. Get them to care for your business, right?
0: Yep. That's awesome, man. Wow. There's so many golden nuggets that business owners can take away just from this conversation. Obviously, you made a lot of mistakes in the beginning, right? Not in a specific industry, but like as a business owner as a whole, so take all business owners in all industries and as a business owner yourself, what what are three, if you have three, what are three or a few common mistakes that a business owner will do? I want to say that first year, not year two and year three, but that first year, what are those common mistakes they make?
1: Well, I would probably say they try to do everything to the best of their abilities. And because of this, there's not enough time. I mean, don't get me wrong with really. you being a business owner is great right uh being an entrepreneur is great you get uh, you get you get to pick any free two days out of the whole year that you want to relax right it's uh yeah. that yeah. th- that's pretty much where you're sitting but um <laughs> yeah. i have found out
0: yeah
1: i have found out a lot of business owners are either a trying to do everything without uh allocating it without trusting the team right number two they are afraid to make a mistake or like, you will make it mm-hmm. it's simply going to happen right and i always try to tell it uh, to the following generation something that i call a time money multiplier and that actually helps out a lot of people uh, pretty much time money multiplier is you have the resource that is time that you currently possess right and you can exchange time for money you can go and pick up the second job you can exchange time for knowledge you can pick up and read a book you can exchange time uh, for connections you can meet people right but you cannot very rarely you can actually get the time back right right So whenever you're doing something, so how do I connect it? Whenever you do something, right? You have to decide whether you're going to pay with this with time or money, right? So let's say you need to build a website for yourself, right? You don't know how to do it. You can spend hours researching it, trying to put it together, put buy the domain, etc. And you're going to put, I don't know, $200 down by buying all of this stuff, maybe getting a template and another 35 to 40 hours, right? So you just paid it with time because you're trying to save it, right? Versus, and then for God's sake, it's not going to work. Versus taking a hundred <laughs> right. dollars, hire yourself a specialist, right? And yeah. what you just did is you actually made more money because if you value your time more, right? How much yeah. hourly that is, right? You can take this time and put it towards something else. So if you don't have money to it, you have the time, go and pick up the second job. you got to hustle on the side as well, right? use this money not to buy yourself an iWatch, but use this money towards the specialists in order to build it yeah. and keep it moving. Decide, do you put time or do you put money in this? Right? That's and that's what uh, alleviate a lot of you know, early on business errors, mistakes, and failures.
0: Wow. That is awesome. And I, I know we're getting to a close. I want to end with this networking. So I met you through a networking event. I feel like all the sales that have gotten through networking, and I want to hear from your approach because you're a business owner. Like, why is networking so important as a business owner as, or an entrepreneur? Why is that like crucial to what you do?
1: Well, Networking is important. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, it does not matter. So right. I believe in my book, I'm talking about treating your life as a business. Like how can you start a business if your life is fucked up completely, right? Like, <laughs> let's yeah. agree over here, right? So, so, so how, who's going to trust you to do certain things if you can't even get your life together, right? So, uh, and life is, it, it, life is asset business to begin with, right? So you have uh, human resources, you have your board of, board of directors, right? You have your mother and father, you can fire them. You are the CEO. Your yeah. employees are your friends. They either help you by contributing new ideas or they steal from you by stealing your time, by dragging you to a bar, right? Yeah. Uh, you wanna find good employees and you wanna find good advisors who are giving you advices, right? You have a marketing department that's how you dress. That's what kind of brand people have about you. Do you pick up the phone? Do you show up on time, right? Mm-hmm. You have sales department. Every time you talk to your friends, you're selling. You're selling yeah. whether you want You want to go to this bar or to that bar, right? So you're mm-hmm. trying to improve that sales department. You're selling to the employees where you're the best candidate for the job and so forth or why you deserve that uh, raise at work, right? Uh, you yeah. have your financial department within your personal life. You allocate your time in a particular project that's going to yield you more money. Uh, better returns, right? So if you start trading your life as a business to begin with and going towards your networking, right? If I'm handling my life and I look at my HR and I need more connections in various industries, right? I will attend meetups, I will attend events, I will attend networking, I will read books, I will follow the people on YouTube, I will message, I will contact, direct message, and so forth and so on. And you know what? Just like in all sales, you better learn this quick because just because you read one book and you send one message, yeah. your chances of closing is very little. Like you need to do at least a hundred or so, you know, more. That, that's how sales works. It's just numbers games, right? So yeah. um, treat your life as a business, clean up your life. If you even want to have, understand what you're going to sacrifice. Some friends are going to have to be fired. If you can't yeah. even fire your friends, imagine firing people in the business. It's tough, man. Like, I I hate it, but you have to do it, right? So before you even try to start your own business.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Okay, hey, thank you, Eugene, for hopping on. If you guys can find Eugene, he's on Instagram. He's at Eugene Gold Official. Also, he has a book. It's Finding the American Dream, right? Eugene, is that what it's called? That is correct. And is that on Amazon and
1: anywhere? (laughs) Yeah, you can find it on Amazon, Target, uh, Barnes and Nobles, you decide.
0: Okay, awesome. And then if, uh, what is one message or one call to action that you want to ask the audience as they're listening, and then we'll end with that. Don't be afraid of failure, fail forward. Okay, awesome, sweet. Thanks, Eugene, we appreciate it. And that is a wrap. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Storytime Podcast. Be sure to catch us next time to stay up to date with all the latest on content creation and social media. Also, subscribe to our trend reports at story.co slash trendreports to get the latest trends in your inbox. We'll see you next time. Storytime Podcast.